Welcome back to the Hour Time Show. I am Victor, and with me is... Nicholas. Nicholas! Hello, Victor. I, How are you? This is the podcast by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. And it is. I am one of those. I'm a Watch Geek. We uh, we missed last week. We were actually one of the rare weeks where we were all, all three of us, including John, who's not here this week, we're all a little busy. So we had to take a week off. Funny, funnily enough, it was like one of the busiest. No kidding. Like this was the, the <laughs> weeks week of weeks to be on, right? That was so what happened was Watch and Wonders yes. was a watch show that took place last week. And it was one of the biggest releases of news for all the models of all your favorite companies. And it, it kind of replaced so there used to be a show called Basel World. Yeah, I was going to ask. Well, Basel World kind of faded into the background with pandemic. Before the pandemic, there were companies that pulled out, notably Rolex and and Tudor yeah. and uh, some of the others. And when your big anchors that buy tons of floor space pull out of a show, it kills the show. Yeah. And this is a show that has risen from the ground to take its place. But without the the – I mean, I don't think – think i of course i wasn't there and i haven't seen exactly but i don't think it was the same kind of we're going to do big exhibition halls with all the stands and stuff that basel had i think it might be i don't know actually i'm not i'm not sure but my perception which could be completely wrong is that it was a lighter show that it was that it was um you know more more about getting to talk to people at the, yeah. the brands and getting the hands on the watches and the big announcements and basel kind of was that but basel had a lot of weight to it okay right Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's still a little pandemic uh, hesitancy. Maybe next year, it, you know, they'll big it up again. I don't know. Yeah. So there were a ton of things announced, and and among them were watches from Oris, uh, Bell and Ross. You know, small small time brands like Tudor, and <laughs> people you never heard of, like this this Rolex, Ro- Rolex. What? Oh yeah, Ro- Rolex, something. Rolex. Yeah. So I, I know I'm trying to be funny. I'm not. I'm aware, but. There are there there were a bunch of brands that had things to announce. Let's let's just talk about some of them. What was your favorite announcement? I definitely didn't. I know a lot of people were super into the Tudor. Uh, the, is it a GMT? There is a Tudor GMT. It's the Explorer uh, Two style. It's called the Black yeah. Bay Pro. Yes, and I usually like Tudor stuff. I was not really feeling this one. I don't really have any particular. I didn't necessarily like the kind of silvery be- bezel. Okay, that's that that's. So here's, here's maybe right. maybe I'm a fool. I'll tell you why you're a fool. So Tudor's shtick is is this right? Tudor Tudor went away for a while in the U.S. and yes. and what happened before Tudor went away? All of their watch models were more or less the models they'd been historically making that were very similar to just cost reduced versions of Rolex models. And they looked very similar. There was a Tudor Submariner that had Submariner written on the dial. Right. There was a Tudor Prince date and the Tudor Prince date was more or less a date just or, or an oyster date, right? An oyster perpetual date. And, uh, yeah. And, and so there, there were watches, but the model was very much, these are the same things as Rolex, only you can afford them. And since their revival, they've come back as we're going to do models influenced by models in Rolex's past. So they're they're yes. going ahead and mining the archives of Rolex, which is yeah, I don't mind. Well, that. Rolex themselves are doing modern interpretations. That does that appears to be the the two prong. That's uh, that's the that's the shtick. And so yeah. the Black Bay Pro, 
with its steel bezel, fixed bezel, not rotating bezel, is basically a respin of the Explorer 2 1655 model from 19, what, 71, 72, something like that. Except that instead of having the dial that went with that, which was a very, very kind of unique dial, they've gone ahead and put in the same dial they put in all the Black Bay watches, more or less, although the triangle at 12 is not as thin and long as it is in most of the others. Um, so, so it's, it shares a lot with the current Explorer two that Rolex make. The Rolex one is a 42 millimeter watch with a big orange hand and oversized indices and oversized Mercedes hands. This has, uh, a, a, it's all snowflake hands because that's what Tudor does. And, uh, and it has that same kind of dial, but it's at a reduced 39 millimeter size. I mean, I appreciate the explanation, but. For someone who that's who that's why most, they're making it. That's why it looks the way yeah, it does. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I mean, but the well, question is, would you go into a jewelry store and buy this thing? No, I wouldn't. And that's one of the. I, I feel like that's the first time I've ever just looked at a Tudor and was like, yeah, I'm not. In, I'm not interested. Wait, wait, uh, wait, you know, wait. Hold up. I have to ask you. Tudor P zero one. I don't remember what that looks like offhand. Oh, look that thing up because if you tell me this is the first time that you just said no to a Tudor, then we're gonna have some thoughts, some talk about here because the Tudor P zero one is a very unique watch. Especially among tutors. I mean, I probably wouldn't buy that either. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, but but that yeah. that came first, and my answer is like, I I, I want to know the person who will buy that thing. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Four thousand dollars on this uh, leather. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. No, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying you're dumb if you like it. I'm just saying I would not. Uh, I would not buy that myself personally. You're, you're too kind. I'm a little tell, too kind. Tell the listener that their mother is ugly if they bought that watch. <laughs> I will say one- Your father we're, smells if you buy the Tudor P01. We're still talking Tudor Rolex. I didn't mind the- uh, And this is where I'm going to give away how, how uh, oh, go on. silly I am. I did like they had, they had I guess, two. Was it two uh, Yacht Masters? Look, not that I'm ever going to buy these, obviously. The uh, Yacht Master. The Yacht Master. You feel a little yachty. I, I don't. I've literally never been on uh, on a boat. What? Uh, have I been in a boat? We got to get you on here. a boat. <laughs> uh, I don't believe I've been in a boat. I think I, just the Staten Island ferry. Uh, I don't think that counts. <laughs> yeah. But the yacht oh, master, God. they had two, and one has kind of this weird dial that's like what do they call it? Like tight a falcon eye. And it, it honestly just kind of looks like a Seiko. The kind like. of gradient dial? Is that what it <laughs> yeah. is? Yeah. But I'm like, I like those kind of weird, silly dials. Mm-hmm. So I, and I, I love this bezel. Uh, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about the Yachtmaster that deeply until last week or whatever. Uh, but I like it. I probably don't have the, what is it, $50,000 or it's, whatever. It is money, are. yeah. I will likely never uh, afford that, which is fine. That is not a big deal. I can appreciate just the photos online. So that one I did like from Rolex. And there was a lot of other Rolex stuff people would like. I know Rolex is kind of a weird- Well, so the Yachtmaster, they they make that thing in a 42 millimeter. Years and years and years ago, they used to make it in a 38 millimeter. So they've upsized that, the small version, to a 40 millimeter. The nice thing about that is this is the last 40 millimeter that Rolex makes. It's the last sane dive watch that they make. The Submariner's 41, the Explorer 2 is, is 42, the, uh, the, the GMT Master feels big. To, I, they, this is the last good one. Yeah. If only – how do I make $50,000 to buy – I wonder if you could buy that. I mean, you can't buy like anything Rolex. Could you walk into a store and buy a Yacht Master? 
Is that possible? Do we know? Uh, I mean, because it feels so. So there was a uh, uh, there there was a document that came out last week as a part of a court filing two weeks ago, maybe, where oh, a person at Hewlett Packard was embezzling money. Oh, I think I, I saw. I didn't and, read about it. I saw. And it. she had bought a large number of purses, Coach, Hermes, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so forth. And that stuff, yeah. R- really nice stuff, right? And sure. Prada. And she had, steam decks. Well, no, she didn't buy any <laughs> steam decks, but she also bought Patek Philippe. She yes. bought three Rolex Submariners. How? That's the question. But clearly someone's able to do it because she had in her list of like 80 things that she'd purchased with her yeah. stolen good, stolen money, right? Allegedly yeah. stolen money. Let's just say that right there. Yeah. Um, with her allegedly ill-gotten gains, right? She'd managed to purchase all of these things. That is because, because I mean, I mean, look, I've never walked into a Rolex AD. I, have. I don't think I, I have a few times. Where? Uh, okay. Well, so there are some locally to me and, okay. but I've also done it in Vegas. When oh, I when okay. I've been at CES, we'll go into yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 Caesars and inside smart, Caesars, yeah. there's a whole bunch of boutiques and and I've hit up there. I tried on the forty millimeter day date. Okay, forty thousand dollars of day date. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I was happy. I I I don't think I've been to the Rolex boutique in in uh, Manhattan. I guess I know I've been to the Omega one a few times. I went to a uh, few in uh, Hong Kong, and but but the. The one in Vegas actually had stuff when I went there last. The ones that I went to in Hong Kong had nothing. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I wonder what the distribution like. If I'm if I'm in Miami for the Bitcoin 2022 or whatever <laughs> it is, can I walk out with uh, anything Rolex this weekend? You know, when I week? when I uh, it was interesting being in Hong Kong at that time. It was it was 2019 in September, and oh wow, the last yeah. time I, I traveled right and. Um, there, there was tons of you know the, the the boutiques were all empty, but when I was at the gate at the airplane, uh, the the gate agent was wearing a sub. Nice, that's a that's a fancy place. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, man, is that like the that's like the Timex? I was like, yeah, this is just my uh, it's my not my my beater, my nonchalant <laughs> everyday beater. Yeah, this is the office. My desk is like, dude, you come what? on. What are they? What are they making over there? Nope. I mean, I, that's funny to me. I don't mind. I'm saying <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, so those are my. I also kind of like there was a Panerai. I'm trying to remember. I don't know anything about Panerai generally. Well, speaking. so Panerai is interesting, right? John said the past few past few times that he's been on that Panerai and U-boat started out as being about equals, and I just had a Twitter conversation where the fellow was telling me that Panerai and Omega and IWC were equals, and that is coming up in the world quite a lot from the U-boat days. But I I disagree. I disagree. I mean, pricing wise, you can say it right. Pam costs seven to nine thousand, and at IWC is eleven. Sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but Panerai is not worth it to me because we we've read articles in the past couple of weeks about how the Panerai movement has changed, and in fact, our our man Patrick has a Panerai on loan, and the movement he? yes he does, and the the movement for the Panerai no longer hacks. Now, a hacking movement is when you pull the crown out and the second hand stops, right. so that you can adjust the time and resume it precisely on the second. Right. Right. That function has been taken away from the Panerai movement. And wow. 
the reports that I've read about this is coincident with this change are that the movement is no longer decorated, that all of the Geneva stripes and the finishing and all of the stuff what are they that they use in this thing. I mean, it's it's still their homegrown movement, and they didn't even change the caliber number appreciably. It's still that same oh, really? caliber, it's still that same family. It's just not decorated right. and with the hacking gone. And some people are up in arms saying, how dare they change the movement like that without giving it a new number? I'm like, well, it's the same design, right? The gears are still in the same arrangement. The main yeah. plate's still in the same range. Balance is still in the same. It's still the same movement. Yeah. They've just made it worse. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wonder, has, has Panerai said why they removed hacking? Is that like a, I that have, a cost? It can't be a cost. I have yet to see. It's just a stylistic decision, well, perhaps. Well, I mean, hacking is an additional part, and each additional part has complexity. And, you know, you, mean, yeah, you, when you're assembling the thing, you have to assemble it properly. But, I mean, don't you have to do that anyway? The, yeah. the, the two parts that are the easiest to mess up on a movement when you're assembling it, well, three parts, right? The balance, because you got to assemble the balance correctly, fine. The keyless works, that is the part that handles when you pull the stem to set it. Right. And the hacking lever is a part of the keyless works, because when you pull the stem, the lever comes in place and stops the gears. Right. And so those are the things that, that you have to not mess up when you're assembling. But this is like a known problem. This is a known condition. And Every watchmaker who's ever assembled a watch totally knows how to deal with that. It's not a big deal. So hmm. it's not clear why they're doing this. Yeah, I obviously don't know. Cost saving sounds like a good answer just because that's that would be another reason why you wouldn't do the finishing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that, that makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know. All I know is uh, the Rock wore a Panerai at, a, at, what's it called? The Super Bowl a month or two ago. Okay, but the, the Rock wearing a Panerai and you wearing a Panerai? Well, sure. Are, He's, are how big is his wrist? Well, if mine's like six and a half inches. There's, there's not just the size. It's also the money, right? The, the, for The Rock to splash out seven grand on a Panerai yeah, at I'm The sure Rock's current income potential, <laughs> right? His ability to earn yes, is a little bit I hear higher I hear. than- Yeah, he has, he's got a little more room in his budget. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> well, I, I What I can like I say except you're welcome? Right, <laughs> he he brought me many years of joy in the WWF at the time. See, I was going with so, Moana, but here we are. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, but so the Rock, Anyhow. the Rock can earn, and the Rock buying a Panerai that's going to break or that is crap is not a big deal to the Rock for sure. Yeah, for me, it'd I be mean, like I we, I needed that. Yeah, for for you, we can smell what you're cooking when that breaks. Yes, I'm rage. I'm, uh, you're cooking panicking. rage. I'm a little. I'm a little worried. Yeah. I need this fixed. You know, if, if you were doing things right, though, one of the announcements from last week was a titanium Oris with sort of a salmon dial. Uh, do I remember seeing that? I may have missed that one. One of the nice things about the Oris that makes it technically a good choice for you is that it has their caliber 400 movement. The caliber 400 movement has two barrels, which gives it super long power reserve. Yes. No, I know the 400. And uh, it's designed in such a way that Oris is happy to let you extend your warranty to 10 years. That is, uh, that's that's a long time. That's a that's very long time for a watch warranty to be in effect. Yeah, like normally it's what one or two years at the max. Uh, I I don't even yeah. But ten years, they're so confident in that movement that they don't have a problem letting you extend that out to a ten year warranty. That's very generous of them. I guess they're they're uh, yeah, like you just said, very confident of the. I think that's piece. awesome. I think you could totally wear that and be happy. Of course, I hate the bezel on it. The bezel on it is this. Um, it's it's how how it's kind of like a buzzsaw. 
it's it's got these marks curved into it that aren't radial they're sort of radial but then angled so that yes. it looks like it's turning and it just looks tacky i would prefer a smooth bezel or or a radial bezel where the lines are radiating out from the I center it. Uh, it, it it looks like a fossil fashion watch i don't mind a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the God. ones that i have a, i have oh. a, some foss yeah i, I I'm, now i'm looking at it uh yeah i actually like this i'm wondering the warranty, like, are they? I mean, they're in that price that's like you know three thousand ish. Yeah, I feel like you know under five. Yep. Is this is this another way to like stand out and to compete? Uh, we give you a very long warranty. Like, is that? I is I that had a- an interview that well, I was on a press call basically that I got to ask a couple of questions of Rolf Studer, yeah. who is the CEO of Oris, and. Yeah. They, the sense that I got from them is that they just want to make nice things that are available to a wider range of people. That there are okay, plenty. Well, a nice there, there are plenty of brands that are stratospheric and unobtainable. Sure. Yes, there's a million, and they want to be the guys that you can actually get. That is, I mean, I, I like that sort of brand positioning or whatever we're going to call it nowadays. Because yeah, there's a million unobtainable Tiffany blues, mm-hmm. you know, whatever's out there. That are you know fine whatever they're fun to look at but like I'm never gonna get one so who kind of who cares well that was know? a big trend right Sin put out a whole line of colored watches who else did I, has Breitling got a bunch there was a whole set of uh, of, of chronographs that also looked I know, like or- this. Oris had some colored yeah uh, well they've, they've had for last, a couple of years right about a year now yeah, yeah. the Omega had their uh, uh, was that announced a few, recently their colored Omega they had like day dates or whatever mm. I didn't uh, Aquaterra something. Yes, yeah, the Aquaterra. I don't think anyone particularly liked them, but that's a thing we're seeing, colorful dials. We should talk about Patek Philippe for a moment. Should we? Well, first of all, it's unobtainable <laughs> to you or I. Yes, but that doesn't mean we can't touch on but, it. You know, it's but industry. Patek Philippe has released three watches recently that we should talk about. Two of them. All right. Two of them I, I wrote about on the, the, the site, and I called them basically Lanjonet. And, and basically what I'm saying here is that they've given these watches sort of an aged brown vintage kind of texture and color. They've given them numerals that look for all the world like Alangene. If you stripped the brands off of Alangene and off oh, of wow, this. Yeah. That's right. No, I missed this one. They, they look identical to me. It's the nearly. same watch. It's the same watch. You could be, That's funny. You, you could be forgiven for making the mistake between yeah. a Patek Philippe and Alangene on this one. And they made it both ways. They made it as a three-hander model, which is the one that looks the most obviously like Lajeunet. And they also made a calendar one, which you know uses the, the Patek Philippe calendar movement and looks for all the world like a Patek Philippe calendar. But again, if you strip the name off of it, it looks like something out of Lajeunet's back catalog. I believe it's pronounced Longines, according say to the folks it, there. Say it, Longines. I apologize. Longines. Well, you know, if we want to go back in time- there used to be in America in the 1930s and 40s the Longines Wittenauer Radio Hour. Back when Longines uh, and and that's how you said it in America, Longines. That's fine. And Wittenauer were both watches. Is that a radio show? You, well, they they'd sponsored a radio show. They like. Oh, I see. It was like the the shadow sponsored by Longines. I love all. That's why I asked. I love all. I listened the old to, radio dramas, right? I listened to about a year ago for the first time. Uh, the so one, the the invasion, the Mar- Martians. Oh, War of the Worlds. Uh, War of the World. I listened yes. to that from start to finish about a year ago. It was awesome. I would encourage anyone listening to this to take an hour or whatever it was. It was really cool. I mean, you, you, if you can set yourself in in the feeling that yes, you exactly. know, 
you didn't have televisions. Your news came yeah. from the newspaper or the radio. And all of a sudden, this radio program is playing that sounds like a news report. That must have been like – imagine something like on Twitter. Well, know, there's really you, no comparison. You know, you know what happened back then. People freaked out. Oh, yeah. People flipped out. Like people went out and killed themselves. People went out and, and you know, it, people were sure that they were being attacked by aliens. That was a uh, little trick he played. <laughs> Just a, just a wee. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I not necessarily related. But yeah, I listened to it a year ago and I really enjoyed it. So that's that's this week's uh, uh, Google change log. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're, the, the, the third Patek Philippe watch is one that looks a little bit more like Patek Philippe, but it's a very – it's a blue dial with, with thin white print for its subdials and red stitching on a blue strap. And it is the most boring Patek Philippe that I can recall seeing ever. And that's saying something because some of Patek Philippe's Calatravas are quite traditional. It's a beautiful case. It's their beautiful movement in the most boring dial and strap combination. It is a steel case. And this is coming after they said that they were getting out of steel watches because they didn't want to do the Nautilus anymore. The one I'm looking at, I, I don't mind this. Uh, this in it, Maybe I'm looking at a different one. How much is this? If you have to ask. It's about, what, 70, 80? I don't know. Again, I feel like Patek is one of those like I'm probably never going to buy one. Uh so it's a little bit I have I have worn one briefly, but it wasn't mine. A little bit out of sight, out of mind. I I had a friend who was a banker and he let me okay. wear his for an evening and it, oh, wow. it was a perpetual <laughs> calendar Nautilus. What a flex. And the perpetual calendar Nautilus, I looked at it and he said he said to me, "Victor, the secret is that anyone who wears one of these does not set any of the calendar functions." And I said, I said, what do you mean? He says, it, first of all, it's too complex. And second of all, we're sort of kind of above that. I I get what he's saying. Right? Yeah. Does he even set the time? Don't even set the time at that I point. think he set the time. Why bother? I, I set the calendar. <laughs> he was like, don't even bother. <laughs> I don't need to know what time it is. Yeah, exactly. People will find me. <laughs> you think Elon Musk is worried what time it is? Or Jeff Bezos? Oh, no. I have a, I have a meeting I have to be well, in. Well, Bezos is retired at this point, right? He's just doing Blue Origin. Yeah, I guess you'd call that retirement. He's just he's not uh, the CEO of Amazon any longer. No, he's not. He's uh, uh, just a guy, I guess. Yeah, living it up in Miami. Yeah, which is fine. Good for him. I have no comment on Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> I use Amazon. That's fine. M- mostly to order watches. That's what you do. I have bought a few watches off Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the most recent was, I think, one of those Orients uh, a few months ago. Nice. Really nice. Uh, I think just a Bambino. Yeah. Anyway. So- the last time we spoke, I talked about a chronograph dial that I was going to make. Yes. I was going to make a chronograph watch for wristwatch review and make it so that all of our readers could go ahead and get one. And and all I needed was 20 to 30 people to agree to do it. We need a little bit of feedback. I got three pieces of feedback. I had yeah. three people talk to us about it, which was great, but I need 10 times that to commit. And so- I have redrawn the dial completely. I started out by drawing the dial and doing a, a panda kind of arrangement. I've changed that. Yes. It's still sort of panda, but but it's a little more subtle. It's a little more muted. So now I've got I've got a, a black dial and I've got gray subdials and a gray scale ring around the whole thing. And yes. I feel um, nice about I'm happy with that because it's kind of muted. It's it's more professional. It's more a little uh, more yeah. formal, but it's it's great. You know, I love a good panda watch, right? I like a good white dial with black subdials or a black dial yeah. with white subdials. I like that stuff. I like the blue and white. This is a little bit more muted. And I think that's interesting. 
And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely a little, little uh, more subtle, subdued, whatever the word yeah. is. And so what I'm going to do, because I need that feedback, I'm going to start posting it on our site and I'm going to post it a couple other places. And I need you to say that you're committed. I need you to be in on it. And we're talking somewhere in the neighborhood of probably about 450 at the end for this. We're thing. talking to people, not, not me necessarily, or not people in addition to me. We need people's feedback. Yeah. It's, it's not just Nicholas buying 30 watches here. Yeah. I'm not buying 30 watches. Because that's not going to happen. I'll give you one. I'll buy one. But uh, hey, 30. See, you could be like Nicholas. You too could be as cool and as handsome as Nicholas is and get one of these watches. I don't know if there's a way. I guess I've never like done a Kickstarter. Not that we're just doing a Kickstarter, but like soliciting feedback needed to execute a thing. Well, I, there are different sites and things for that. Um most of the Kickstarters and crowdfunding sites tend to take a fee also out of it. Yes. And is- and so I'm not sure about doing that, but I'm not sure how we'll go about collecting funds. We don't necessarily have to do that, but we do need to go ahead and, and get committed if we want this thing to be made. Uh, yeah, that sounds reasonable. I guess uh, I guess the next step is just to- I, I'm going to post it. Talk about it. I'm going to post it. Yeah, post it. it. So we're begging. We're actually begging on the pod. Please read the post and I'll put a link- uh, or you just go to the site and yeah. look for it and give us your feedback. Is there an email address? Is there a Twitter account that folks should like? Folks should totally hit me up at victor at wristwatchreview.com or at vmarks okay. on Twitter. And I will happily share what the dial looks like because I'm reasonably happy with where it's at right now. I, I think this is what we're going to lock in on. I, I don't think there's any changes that need to be made because it just looks nice to me. I would totally wear yeah. that. The The case is going to be in that probably 41 millimeters. It's a hand-wound chronograph movement with a, uh, a chronograph central seconds and a minute accumulator on the right subdial. It's it's a good two-register chrono. It looks, uh, I would say it looks quite handsome. I am biased as someone, well, I'm not going to make any money off this. I think it looks cool is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, put it on a, you could put it on a leather strap. You could put it on a cloth strap. You could do a lot yeah. of things and wear this in pride. I agree. So folks, please- Please let us know. Yeah. That would be helpful. That's about all the time we have, isn't it? I think it is. I, I want to tease. Uh, this will be published. Well, you yeah. listen to this whenever. Potentially the next podcast in your podcatcher. We may have a fun little surprise. <gasps> We're trying to work something out for next week. Hopefully it happens. If it if it doesn't happen, forget this uh, this little teaser ever happened. So, uh, But we are trying to do something We're gonna- kind of fun and interesting for next next week. Uh, the following episode of this podcast. And it's going to be special. We shall see. Fingers crossed. But that's it. This has been the Hour Time Show. I'm Victor. I'm Nicholas. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Hour Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.